2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank
3: of America NA, member FDSE. It's
2: up to 2-2 and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Back is it. Ozil! Go! go. Could have worked right with right it. Right here in
1: front. It's good to have worked
2: uh,
0: uh, hello, welcome to another Touchy Gouda's podcast, my name's Lewis, I'm joined by uh, some of the usual cast, we got Dan Coog's sporting that lovely, what's that, ninety eight ninety nine? Ninety 99
1: 98-99 jersey or was it 2000? Uh, I couldn't tell you,
3: man. It was a gift, yeah. yeah. It's, I think, I think it's 99 to 99 i 2000. I'm, 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 maybe
0: I'm, I'm, all I could see, I could just envisage Carnu wearing that. No, I was I was thinking Petit, bro. That
3: Petit, was, yeah, was, this, yeah. This, is, Petit. this shirt is this shirt is reminds me of Petit, yeah. yeah like
0: I, Petit, I agree
1: Petit,
0: with that. 90, I think that's 98 99. That's the season before he um cried and yeah. left to go, uh, left to go Barcelona, yeah. yeah. Barcelona. yeah, yeah. Him and Mark Overmars. We fleeced him, not for the first time, we fleeced Barcelona, I might add for some for some good money but uh dan Cooks, how you doing man yeah all good man all good can't uh, and we got we got sean as well yeah well,
3: a bit certainly. more simple
0: attire but you know adidas
3: yeah keep keep it simple the adidas man <laughs> yeah
0: and then uh we got we got german dang straight from the boardroom of uh formula <laughs> e i don't even work there anymore you know <laughs> i know i know but i
2: can't remember the name of your new company so uh, <laughs> we're, we're running with the formula e stuff. That's fair, man. You know, I'm, I'm, I told Lord Sugar to get the fuck out of here, man. That's what I'm <laughs>
1: Moving like Logan Roy, yeah. All
3: right, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm on. I'm on to season two of like, that. This, sh- this show is incredible, bro.
1: For, like,
0: Amazing.
3: Honestly, I'm, no I'm, spoilers, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go I'm, 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 Go yeah, yeah no yeah, spoilers. So, anyway. this, uh, this Logan Roy guy is like Alex Ferguson, bro. That's just, <laughs> he, this, he's Alex Ferguson, and He literally yes. is. Bro. He literally is. <laughs>
0: Literally, I mean, yeah, I think I think Sir Alex may have just written that whole thing actually. It's mm. so, a lot like his autobiography. Mm. <laughs> um, before we get into things, it's been a bit of a quiet week, more, more like off the field stuff and you know, non non, not non Arsenal related things, but um, non pitch related things. So, before we start, um, <clears throat> hey, touchy gooders, we got our first game on Sunday actually in our touch uh, in our touchline fives tournament, we're playing Spurs. North London Derby Sunday. Listen, we I think the team is pretty much full for this week. But if we do, you know, we might have some uh, a few spare spaces. So if you are interested in paying for Tachiguna's five-a-side team, give me a shout. Give the, the, the Twitter account a, a tweet or one of us a tweet, and we can get you involved. It's going to be every Sunday in Shoreditch at 3 p.m. Uh, just a little kick around five-a-side. But, hey, listen, this North London Derby, we need to win. You know, it's 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 all up for grabs our first game. We need to get some points on the board. So if you are interested, come play football with us, uh, give us a shout. It's gonna be an ongoing thing every Sunday, and you'll get to play, you know, mugah, uh, copend, Chesiawa, and obviously the, the Spurs lot from down the road. So um, yeah, if you're interested in that, give us a shout. And uh... anyway, guys, let's 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 talk all things Arsenal. It's been the last week or so has been a very good week for us, and we haven't actually had to do much. Um, you know, results have practically gone. I don't think we could have wished for a better set of results, really. I mean, yeah, Man United beat Brighton yesterday, but I mean, they had to win eventually, didn't they? They had to win eventually. So, um, yeah, man, how, how? It just feels weird that our chances of 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 qualifying for the Champions League edition top four have improved by us not even playing a game it's a really strange times that we're we're living in at the moment Dan Cougs
1: yeah man yeah man I think at the moment you know I'm 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 eating good you know when I see Toby come back from games despondent recording the big six show, uh, all this, I'm, I'm there playing the PlayStation watching him shout into his laptop and I'm, I'm eating good and I'm rejoicing and I'm, I'm, I'm feasting on his tears. You get what I mean? So, you know, this, this is, it's nice. Um, I don't want to, you know, count my chickens, this, that, and the other, but you know, when I see Conte, um, you know, throwing his toys at the pram, uh, so to speak saying, you know, the level of Tottenham is not that good. When I see, you know, um, uh, these 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 are uh, games in hand. At FC they're losing all their games this that, and the other. You can't really complain, and I feel like right now um, I'm content. You know, I'm very content. I think United they're they're moving a bit funky themselves, but I'm content with where we are. I feel like if we focus on ourselves um, this season, get points on the board, we'll be okay, man. Um, I said it in the group. I'm 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 feeling quietly confident. You know, quietly confident, but. Um, you know, we'll see what we do against Brentford this
0: this Saturday. Yeah, man, I've got to admire Tobe's enthusiasm. Like, literally, it was like it was like they just got panned against um, uh, Wolves on the weekend. Like five minutes later, like obviously he's done his post match reaction, which is quality, guys. You should go and watch it on uh, tapping Tobe's uh, YouTube channel. Brilliant. Um, but like t- ten minutes after he's done his reaction video, he's, he's put out tweets. Oh, who's got tickets for uh, Anfield or, or <laughs> whatever their next game is? Like, right, like this guy is dedicated, you know. But like. Geez, the enthusiasm is too much. I can't. I, I, I can't knock it. You know, he's he's listen. He's he wears his heart on his sleeve. The Antonio Conte appointment isn't quite going to, um, th- th- quite going to plan. I guess mm. um, it has been. I know there were some comments that came out this evening, really, um, about how uh, Conte is upset that you know Spurs weakened the team. You know, despite bringing in. Bentacore and Kulusevski, uh, the latter we were linked to, you know, apparently the the squad is weakened. So <laughs> I don't know if that's a bit of mind games there from, from Conte, but Sean, where, where are you seeing, you know, Arsenal and in regards to their rivals, you know, like we, we're hearing like these complaints from Conte. We're looking at Man United. They're looking a bit shaky, you know, West Ham, do you consider them a rival? Um, where 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 do you see us like are we in are we in good footing right now
3: yeah I think when you look at it Arsenal look the most stable and secure team at the moment um you know it's funny you mentioned games in hand FC that's what we turned into now so we're getting excited but you know those games need to be played um I think yeah I think we thought Spurs were going to be the biggest threat um and obviously their, their drop points you know, back-to-back losses at home, no doubt, to Southampton and Wolves, I think, is a big, big blow. They've got City next to, as well away, so we're hoping that could be three Ls on the row. Haven't they you so already we, lost
0: three games in a row?
3: Was it? Um, oh, yeah, by, yeah. That, Dan's, Dan's nodding so today, I've lost three, so, so maybe four yeah, in a row. Yeah, because they
0: lost so... against Chelsea, didn't they? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he said, yeah, so um, hopefully four Ls in a row, so, so we'll see how that pans out. United we've all said they have the strongest squad but you know um it looks like a bit of a mismatch there's you know in-house problems um you know Harry Maguire can't defend his block were to on Wayne so you know there's there's loads of struggles there so we're going to see how how that pans out so we look stable um and you know our, our job is you know it's in our hands now um if we win all our games well like i said it's in our hands so if and we've got probably the most favorable schedule as well so um if we win our games it's in our hands um you know there was a tweet on the account um the other day how many points do you think it will take to get top four I know you said you you think it might be around 66 67 um you know I think obviously to be on the safe side people are hoping that if we can replicate the first half of the season where we got thirty five points, seventy will definitely get it so um I don't know man but yeah I I just think I'm I'm still nervous myself personally just because even though the other teams around us aren't great, um, we still aren't looking potent offensively for me. And, you know, I would have liked the striker alone in Jan, even if we couldn't get our main, whoever the main target was. So we're relying on Lacazette, who just doesn't look a big threat going forward. And, you know, Eddie, who is, you know, out of contract at the end of the season as well. So we're basically still where we were at the start, relying on our young Gs to carry us through. Um, They've done well so far. So we can only hope they can continue for the second half of the season. so 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 we'll see generally I just want to take it game by game. Brentford at the weekend and you know, hopefully we can get three points there. Um and then we've got Wolves again after that. So, you know, back to back home games now. I think we need to be looking to try and take six points. I know both Brentford and Wolves play with a back five, so it's gonna to be tough to break them down. But let's 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 see what we can do, man. Um I think you know, if we win both of the, the next two home games, we put ourselves, you know, really, really in, in, in pole position for for top four. So um and you know, like i think others have said i think from here um you know we didn't expect it at the start of the season but where we are now it would be disappointing if we couldn't get it so so yeah
0: yeah i mean there's obviously been like these uh tweets going around about um that uh what's the stats website called Five five three eight five five yeah. five three eight soccer whatever it's called they've done their projections and Um, I've just had a little look at like the odds for like finishing the top four and German Dan, um, Arsenal are favourites, they're favourites to make the top four, like I don't think at the start of this season we would have ever envisaged being in this position I don't think you know like at the end of the transfer window when when we had our squad put together we were looking at it a bit We'd lost obviously our first three games of the season, so now be favourites for the top four. I don't know if you agree with this, by the way. Um, I mean this is just where money is going and computer algorithms and football is played on a pitch, not on a you know on a on a PC. So, how how are you feeling about Arsenal being in pole position in the eyes of the public? And um, does that um does that does that uh does that uh, what am I trying to say? Is is, is um, does that fit right with with how you feel as well?
2: Um, I think so. If I look at the season, of course, I, I agree. At the start of the season, I didn't think we would be um, in for a, a top four race. Um, I just didn't think we had enough quality. But I always said that it is a possibility because I don't rate the teams around us. I said from the very beginning, Spurs. I don't rate them. United is a mixed bag for me. Let's see what they do. So I said, there's an opening, um and it really just depends if we can stay consistent. So whilst I didn't think we would be able to, we managed to be able to con- to be consistent enough in the first half of the season to give us a good chance. And it's not just a good chance now; we are it's in our hands. um You mm-hmm. know, I think mathematically it's in our hands, which is why the arguments are saying we're favourites. And um, if you're looking at the run that we have now, the run of fixtures. You'd say there's a lot of fixtures that we should be winning and picking up points in. um i don't think every game is going to be a win i'm not going to look at brentford and say three points in the bag because those are the mistakes that my enemies have made and i will not make the same mistakes um they're after us but <laughs> we're not making the same mistakes um we take one game at a time wolf's game was um for example that was a game away from home that was a real test i think and i think we've showed resilience in that game which made me think Yes, we're here and we, we we want to get top four and we are ready to compete for it. Um, I think United have got, have got a good performance in, against Brighton um, a couple of days ago. But I've seen them and Spurs on numerous occasions be very fragile. Go one up, then concede a goal, 1-1, one, one, and then end up losing it. You know, So I think we have um, better defensive resilience in both of those teams. And whilst I agree with what Sean is saying that offensively, it doesn't look great at the moment. It really doesn't. Um, I hope that with ESR coming back into the team now with martinelli definitely suspended that he might that he might give us something some added dynamism, some added creativity. um I feel like maybe the way ESR plays will help like I said a little bit as well we will see but um I think that our defensive resilience will give us a good chance regardless and it really is just about being consistent. Don't lose games. If you if you if you can't win it, then draw it. Um, you need to pick up points with um, with um, with any in any fixture essentially. So we have to leave with something every game week, and um, I think we have a good chance. Um, more than a good chance, we're favourites realistically. And um, I saw I saw a lot of comments about um, obviously Henri is a bit harsh. You could say um, being in this position now and saying that it would be failure if we don't get. it. But realistically, it probably would be. Um, you know, we the um, the, the squads and the have done really well to be in this position right now, and to now not go and get it would would one hundred percent be a disappointment and also a failure. And failure is not necessarily a word I think people want to use because it's a young squad and etc. But um, those guys, you don't have to baby them, man. Those, those guys came through at Arsenal. Um, that's not that's not an easy feat in the first place. And if you if you're playing for Arsenal, you most likely are an elite footballer anyway. You and you know, low and the higher percentage of, of players in Europe that can you know be good enough to be playing for Arsenal, and be purchased by Arsenal. So the expectations of the club are clear. We shouldn't be mincing our words and saying, Oh, don't use the word failure. No, it would be a failure now given where we are. At the start of the season, of course, we looked at it very differently, but we always want to apply context and we always want to be making um, points there, relevant to what we um, what's happening right now, and I, I feel like it would be a failure if we don't get it now, and it would be a disappointment. But a lot of credit to the team and also Tata for getting there to the uh, to this to this point, mid um, mid February, not even Jan, and we are we are basically it's in our hands, and that's that's a big positive.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean we we speak a lot about consistency, and you know I think we've probably been since the I, I, I People will moan at me saying this, right? And, you know, I don't take any joy from saying it, but it's like when the window closed, which is when we signed, obviously, we we got Tomiyasu over the line. We got um, Odegaard over the line. Who else did we sign towards the end of the window? Um, We got Ramsdale in, sorry. Ramsdale wasn't
2: late, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, listen, he got his signings towards the end of the window. And since then, we've probably been comfortably the fourth best team in the league um especially in terms of consistency of results um i've got some stats here 19 games since um the end of the transfer window we've won 12. you know we've taken 39 points from 19 games just to just a comparison chelsea in the same period 40 points from 21 games so two extra games liverpool 47 points from 21 games um wolves 37 points from 20 games manchester united 36 points from 22 games Spurs 27 points from 19 games you know the level of consistency we have shown since September is you know I I see some people brushing it off as oh yeah a little burst of form before Christmas or I don't think that's the right way to look at it man I I do feel like this team has steadily been putting results together I mean since you know we've won 12 of 19 games that's not fluke you know Mm. and it's it's not like we deserve to be losing those games and stuff like that we we barely concede goals we don't we don't really concede chances like that issue with goal scoring definitely um but in that period we've scored the fourth most goals in the league mm. so i mean it's you know it's not it's not think, a disaster you know we're not we're not completely out of touch from our rivals in terms of the goal scoring ability
1: you know and you know what with that i think um a lot of people are over indexing our bad periods, right? So like, um, obviously I think January was a tough, a tough month, but I think a lot of people are sort of saying that that is more representative of Arsenal this season um, versus, you know, what has come before that. And I think we we sort of did have done the same um, last season where that, that 10 game run, um, because obviously it was so costly to our season, um a lot of people have said well that's that's the real arsenal and everything that came after is you know everyone likes to sort of play that down and i think you know if you listen to the main pod um and what the general consensus is about this top four race is, is that oh it's a bum fight um you know and it's it's about who's going to be the least shit whereas i think if you're actually looking at it and looking at you know the performances and the performance level of all the teams fighting for top four we are actually the only team that has been very consistent so you know we only played two league matches um in january uh one was a very good performance against man city that we lost everyone was you know oh, look at them they're celebrating a loss they that, and the other and the other one was a frustrating game against burnley um nil nil but that's those are the only two games that we've dropped points in our last seven you know we've won five of our last seven games conceded one goal in open play in all of those games and that was in the last minute against man city when we're down to ten men you know so um so if you're looking at it right and saying right um how how have this team been performing over the course of this season yes we had that you know disastrous start but you know we saw liverpool last year when they didn't have their you know first choice center backs available they lost six in a row um at home uh, and people were people were able to provide that context and say, you know, that wasn't their first team, that's not representative of them. And then look at what they're doing this season. Now they have their players back. So, you know, I do think it's right to look at the team since the transfer window uh, closed, since we've had most of our um, players available and say, right, how have we been performing? And we, we have been in the top four, if not the top three uh, performing teams for the majority of that season. I think, um, uh, Lewis, just to add on your point, since uh, the transfer window opened, I think we're third in the league for points per game. Um, since uh, Conte came in, I think we're fourth in the league, uh, just slightly behind Spurs for points per game. And that, but that was before the Wolves game, so I think we might have overtaken them, got into third now um, that they lost. Sorry. Um, and since Ramniks come in, we're, we're, we're the the third game is a uh, third team as well. So you know, if you look at that, if we're able to maintain this form with basically the same team, because Lacazette. Um, sorry, Aubameyang, before he went He wasn't even in the squad for our luck For the 10 games um in all competitions Before he was sold So, you know, people are talking about Yeah, we're weak, um, this, that and the other We're weak in the squad But these players are basically the same players Who have been playing all season, you know So, really and truly Unless there's a drastic, drastic fall-off in form We should be there Simple, and it, 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 we should be there, you know um, Yeah, and I agree and another thing that I wanted to, to say just on the um, just on the expectations at the start of the season as well, yeah. So, sorry, this is like a monologue, but on the expectation at the start of the season, I think everyone places too much emphasis on what their own evaluation of the squad was, right? So, like, or what the general consensus of the squad was, right? But really and truly, if you if 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 we had more faith in the manager, right? So, say Conte was in charge. We gave him that exact same squad and he went and spent £160 million on X amount of players. The expectations would be, right, they're going to go compete for top four. It's only because of what our opinion of Arteta is and what our opinion of the players are that they brought in that we sort of reduce those expectations. So it's like, if you're actually... Thinking if you're Arsenal and you're saying this guy is the guy who's going to take us forward, which they are, probably going to give him a new contract. And Arteta is looking at these guys and saying, right, I have 160 million pounds to spend. Where am I going to spend it? And they go, and he, these are all of his players now. Basically, the, the the squad is clear. Why would they not be aiming for top four? Because if it was any other manager, you would say top four is a minimum. One game, one game a week. You know, um, you spend the most in Europe. Top four should be what you're aiming for, really. You know, so 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 I, I I think you know people need to sort of lower um, what the narratives are and just just a, a evaluate what they're seeing in front of them. Do, do
0: do you then? Because obviously, I guess there's a there's a difference between having um, a target as being top four, right? So like the argument I was having with Meads on the main pod was, you know, um, Chelsea. I think it was around right. Was Chelsea's target to win the league? Yes. Is it a failure if they don't win the league? No, it isn't. But it's a realistic target that they win the league, right? It's it's not out, out of the out of the realms of possibilities that they win the league. They just won the Champions League. They spent a shitload of money on a on Romelu Lukaku, who they thought would be the striker. Again, mm. taking away like what you're saying, Dan. Taking away our expectations of what that player is about. Chelsea thought Romelu Lukaku would be the striker that would propel them into winning the title and, mm. and and get them there. Right. So what you're saying about the squad is absolutely right. And, you know, the the, the club should be held to, you know, the targets that they're setting for themselves, really and truly not w- whatever, how we feel about it. We shouldn't see, I don't think we should look at it as a, uh, just because we thought we might finish eighth this season. If we finish sixth, doesn't make that a, a success. I don't mm. think, but does finishing, outside the top from the top four from this point, does that make this season a failure? To Tough me, it question. feels like
2: a... Yeah, it's a, as I said, it definitely is a disappointment, given the situation we're in. Failure, I think people view that word too harshly. If, you, if you're if on course to achieving something and you don't achieve it, I look at it as a failure. That's how, that's how I look at it in general. So it's not like I'm going to say... Hi, guys, this was a good effort. Yeah, it was, but we didn't achieve the target that we were on track for. You know, if you work in a sales role and you're on track of hitting a million in sales and in the end you're hitting 600K, you're not getting the same bonus. And that for you will not just only feel like a disappointment, but also like a failure. So I think that I think in general people view the like failure too negatively anyway. Um, it's just a fact that if you have on course or on track or if something is the target and you haven't achieved it, that is, by definition, a failure, you know. But I know um, there's obviously levels, so I wouldn't say it's catastrophic um, failure. A catastrophic failure. We are finishing outside top six, um, but I think the club is probably looking at it like this: we are aiming for top four, um, top six we will take because it could the us back into European football, and we are on um, we are on a positive trend right now. So I think top four, top six for them is is, is a positive. Um, but given the situation with him, we need to push for the top four. We've been out of the Champions League for too long. That added revenue, um, I mean, yeah, I think that 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 is absolutely vital. When when you also consider the COVID situation, I can only imagine how how much they're licking their lips at the prospect of getting that Champions League money. You know, so mm-hmm. I, know, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what you guys think, but that's how I generally feel about it.
3: I think um, I think it, it will also depend on on how we finish, how it looks like. Like for me um it will be disappointing if we don't achieve it from here just basically because of the position we're in and i will also you know i, I will not be taking excuses because i i said in jan like we needed a body like do you know what i mean especially up top like i said even if you couldn't get who you wanted i i think it is very hella risky i think leo made the point like put it this way we've trimmed the squad down so much and that's fine, cool, because this is the core of players you want to rely on. But you are relying on heavy, heavy, fine margins. You're relying on the young players to continue the trajectory they've been on. Bearing in mind, we know how inconsistent up and down young players can be. And that's just the nature and nature of the game, right? You're relying on strikers who don't score to try and get us over the line. Lacazette has two non-penalty goals all season. So he has three league goals, two of them are non-penalty goals. Um, Eddie Nketi hasn't scored a single league goal all season. Um, Gabriel and White, thankfully, you know, touchwood They've been fit all season. But, you know, if any of them go down for a significant period of time, we could be in a lot of trouble. Do you know? We've already seen Tom Yasu has missed it. You know, he's now missed, I don't know how many games he's missed now. But,
0: feels like forever. you know,
3: yeah, it feels like forever. And um, <laughs> Cedric is in at the moment, cool. We could probably manage with cedric again against brentford and maybe against wolves after that but you don't want to do a stretch of games with cedric at right back do you know what i mean so because essentially eventually a team's going to capitalize on his weaknesses so yeah yeah um and, and for me i think one of the biggest points i've, I've um i want to make is that i need jacker and party to fix up from now to the end of the season they along with Lacazette, in my opinion, although I can maybe cut Lacazette a bit more slack, have been the biggest disappointments in the season. Do you know what I mean? So they are the most experienced players in the squad outside of Lacazette. They are who we've pinned our hopes on as our axis to protect the back four and to help us progress up the pitch. And for one reason or another, they've not been available enough. And when they have been available, they haven't performed enough, um, in my opinion. So I think their stat is they played eight games this season now. So they've... One six drawn one and lost one. So that's not a bad ratio.
0: Not bad (laughs) bad, to be fair. That that,
3: that, that isn't bad. That isn't bad. And
0: I think I think that that run probably stretches back to last season as well when they played together as well. I think they built up quite a good partnership last season as well in terms of I need that one as a fixer for yeah.
3: I I think I think they're okay as a partnership. Obviously, Mm -hmm. we know we, we can improve on that in the transfer market, but for me, they're the ones who need to lead the team from now until the end of the season. I need they need to be turning in minimum seven out of tens every week those two especially considering they're senior members they're on high wages they're supposed to be the senior statesmen and leaders of the squad they need to lead adequately so uh they need to they need to do it i don't even know what the point was i've deviated so far off the point now but they need to um, perform yeah they yeah. Do, they they need to perform they need to yeah. perform, 100 million percent they
0: they do it because it would take a lot of pressure away from you know, some of the younger players who we're obviously putting a lot of pressure and load on. Man, we Alex. Like I know, uh, I don't know who said it, but you know, said something about relying on Lacazette. I don't even look at it as relying on Lacazette. I, we, we we're not relying on Lacazette to score goals. We're we're relying on Saka, Martinelli, Emil Smith and Erdogan to replicate their goal scoring feats from uh, the first half of the season. We're not relying on Lacazette to do it. No, so, hmm. rely- Lacazette has already shown he can't be relied upon. So if if we rely on Lacazette, we're g- we're going to come up short. So um yeah, we really he, he,
3: need. He, he he he's a disgrace. He needs to give me five <laughs> goals between that five, bro. That's five, all I'm asking right. for. Five.
0: Imagine asking your your striker, bro. Listen, I, just need striker. I need five goals. Need five goals in sixteen games, bro. bro. Five goals but in sixteen games,
1: not, bro. Hey, what are the odds on that? Because boy, it's it's looking tacky If he gives me if he gives me I'll a last goal. goal. If he gives me a goal against Spurs or something, yeah, that that would be nice.
0: That would yeah. be nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do. I do have a feeling he will just have like a bit of a a sh- like a streak. And I, and when I say streak, I mean like a streak for like three or four games. I don't mean like a, a nine-game scoring wrong. I do feel like Lacazette has this is these. What we call of manifesting. What are you doing over yeah, there? Right I'm now? trying. I'm <laughs> trying. I mean, I, I, I listen. He scored what 13 Premier League goals last season, being a bit of a bit part player. So. Um, and did did
1: because I think he only got 10, 10 league goals. But was it thirteen comps. all comps? The, yeah. the
3: thing with the thing with him, his stats are inflated by pens as well. He's so disgraceful, bro. Mm. Because you're not even bagging in open play. You know you're. I, open...
1: I feel I feel like one of these is going to go in though because he's getting chances. That's the thing. So yeah, you know, I feel like one of them is going to go in. So you know, Brentford. Let's see what happens. These men, they need to get some revenge for us as well. So. Lacazette's going to bag against Brentford. Fuck it, I'm going for I it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm on that man. I'm on. That. I'm going to put some money on it. <laughs> <laughs> I, might, I might just put a cheeky tenner on that man. Lacazette anytime, oh, yeah. No, no, Lacazette <laughs> got 13 Premier League goals last season. Oh, okay. 13, mad. Yeah, he got. I uh, he
0: did.
3: 10. Yeah,
0: He got 17 all comps last season. Lacazette.
3: Look how nah. we trying to guess Doesn't feel bro? like, like it, does tw- it? This guy's never no. hit 20 in all comps for us
0: nah. once, bro. He's, he's nah. and he he's scored it, he got three, three pens last season. He's got one pen this season. Um he missed a pen, didn't he? Uh He does win an awful lot of pens. So listen. As long as he Before. keeps getting the pens, I don't mind it. If he gets another four pens in the second half of the season, because remember he's, he's he's got us four pens this season. I don't know what kind yeah. of diving he's up to, yeah. But listen, keep doing that, big man. Four four more yeah. pens, I'll I'll take it. I <laughs> will take it. Four more, right? Yeah, he, he should and save I'll, him get, him I'll give you a year in the season. I'll give it, uh, and listen, you game. get our four more pens in the in the rest of the the season. You slot all four pens, Laka. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll think about giving you a new one year. All right?
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: no. <laughs> Now he's taking
1: it too far, brother. Now he's taking it too far. <laughs> Man said fair play contracts. You know, it's crazy. <laughs>
0: anyway um let's let's move on then because um there was some i actually haven't seen it so i'm gonna rely upon you guys uh to to talk me through it um josh cronkey did uh, an interview after was it after the la Rams super bowl victory is it was it after or before it was before it was before it was was before right and you know for those who don't know anything about nfl and american football of which i am one of those people apparently stan cronkey's um team rugby team american rugby team won their <laughs> world cup or something over there right it's, <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: it's, it's crazy it's crazy
2: yeah they won it um and it's the st- in and a- and, and their shiny new st- stadium as well In their shiny
0: new stadium paid for by us yeah by us <laughs> leveraged by us Season ticket holders. No, I'm joking. I don't know. I I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know anything (laughs) about the inner workings of that kind of field. But from what I hear, it's quite an interesting project that they have going on with the Rams. And, you know, they've they've kind of got like a similar uh, philosophy going with um, the Rams as they do with Arsenal. Like they've got a really young coach who is apparently quite... uh, Talented and highly thought of in, in the coaching world over there. I don't I, listen, just going off by what Twitter says, right? I don't know anything about these things. Um, so yeah, um, t- talk me through what Josh Kroenke, um was saying and did he make any like direct comparisons between the Rams success and what they're trying to do at Arsenal? C- Conda, you going? Oh, yeah, I was gonna Sorry. say he
1: did. He did actually like, he spoke about, um, trying to Americanize the sort of the, the behind the scenes structure. Um, uh, and he he drew parallels to sort of there being the general manager, um, and then the, the head coach and that that's the direction that they're trying to, they're trying to look at, which I thought was, which I thought was quite interesting, um, because I think we sort of went away from from that briefly, uh, when, uh, Wenger stepped down because there was, obviously there was a Gazidis and the Wenger structure. And then we sort of went to that sort of weird trifecta of Raul, um, Miss Tat. And then was it, was it Edu or was it someone else? I can't remember. Raoul, was because...
3: was Raoul, and Kia. And, and, and Kia. Wow. Well. Yeah. Kia. <laughs> and then, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah kia with his office at, at london colney apparently yeah so um and and then and then they were all sort of feeding into uh Unai emery and emery basically didn't have um that much of a say um so then i think they sort of sort of mirrored it again almost back to the the Wenger days where they've got the the manager now working with edu and then um obviously Vinai who's the the CEO and i just i basically that that interview it was quite interesting to me because i think the main thing about the cronky tenure obviously is the whole you know silent stand uh stuff that was been going on like you couldn't get a word out of him you had no idea um what they wanted to do with the club you had no idea what the direction of travel was and i think now um there is you know some additional clarity and I, i've said previously you know that i don't necessarily care about what they um what they have to say as long as you know the vision for the club you know you can you could sort of read it in actions um and i think what i quite like now is that what they're saying it seems to match up with what they're doing um in terms of you know their transfer business what we're seeing on the pitch and that kind of thing investing in a young squad uh, investing in the young manager and sort of trying to grow things organically and and um in in a sort of What's that word collaborative uh way on the pitch right with uh you know the ages of the players and, and and whatnot so you know i think for for me it's like it's very good that they seem to be much more engaged uh with what's happening on the pitch so i think even right up to up until the end of emery um it was a big thing for me that you know this emery guy was struggling and he was struggling for a long long time um and engaged ownership probably would have let him go after um The Europa League final, and we could have we could have started again, but instead, you know, there was talk of um, him potentially getting a new contract um, after that. Then, you know, you go out and you spend seventy two million pounds, that leads to an internal investigation um, because you know certain people were getting paid that shouldn't have been, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, and that leads to you know multiple people getting sacked um, as a result. So, it says to me that even right up until that that period these men they were sort of not not engaged they were letting people have a jolly up um with with running the club um, and i don't think that that sort of thing um will happen again basically what changed what what was the what was the tim did, did,
3: tim, tim lewis i think <clears throat>
0: yeah, what, what, a, yeah what was the moment that they realized wow, shit really really getting covid
2: mm. covid Covid, the I mean, they they already sanctioned a lot of the deals before. This is what people were talking about. Arsenal don't spend money. Arsenal don't have money. All this kind of stuff. Look at what we spent in the last five six years. We spent enormous amounts of money, and we actually haven't sold many players for good value. You know, we're just spending because we we are we are one of those clubs that has a lot of revenue. So essentially, the way the Cronkers have led it is like, okay, you have you have you have the money, then spend it. You can do what you know. We trust the football people to do the job. Um, and I think this is where their failure was that um they hired a lot of people. There was no no, I don't think overarching strategy, um, or at least a long-term strategy. It was just haphazard. And um, I think Raul thrived in that environment because he could get deals done and do whatever he wanted. Um, and then it, it led to failure. And then um when COVID hit, they start investing, they started looking through the books and they were like, What the hell are these men doing? You know, and then they <laughs> Yes, they're, they're, completely, they're completely streamlined um, People that I mean a lot of people got let go as well um, They streamlined the, um, the Departments, they streamlined the leadership Group and how they Operate and how they um, report And Josh Kroenke became an active Part of that, I mean uh, They say he was on the board before but he's He has an active role now and he has Also a bit like They're using PR quite a bit to kind of communicate What the ideas for the club are how we're we moving forward so they've completely revamped that sort of strategy and um yeah essentially that's 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 when they had to really look into the books i think covid was a big big sort of eye opener for them and um i think now also with the 100% leadership now um owning the club fully they are they are more invested into making this right um rather than before where they were like you know what we're not putting extra money into um this club when we want to buy all the shares and the guy, if we put more money and we're just increasing the, the value of the club, which makes it was making more difficult for us to buy the shares of this guy. So they had to freeze his out. off out. Um, that was, that was their planning. And um, now I think they're just more involved now. Just, this is Josh Cronkite's project, essentially. I don't think Stan is much involved, um, but his, his son is. Um, and uh, yeah, he's leading it. I think the interview, he, I think he's a, he's a, he's a clear communicator. He's a good communicator. He says a lot of good things. Um, I think he's been briefed very well. Um, um, And um, he definitely has a good sort of um, narrative of how he explains his interest for Arsenal, saying that he's always been a football fan, etc., etc. So he wants to build that relationship and make it seem like the synergy between him, fan base and the club is a natural one for him. Um, And yeah, I I I think it was good. I do, however, I've seen also the Sky interview before. So I feel like a lot of the things that he said in that interview that we just watched uh, a couple of days ago, he's already said before it's not it's not something so super new that I've seen, but he's just reiterated things. And um, obviously, fans like the soundbites when he says things like the European fans are more passionate than whatever we've seen here. So no, it's not. I saw that. Yeah, no, it's wherever. not. It's from, <laughs> a guy that was looking like Ice JJ Fish said that in the background. Um, but yeah, I, I think you yeah, this guy was annoying me. But fans, fans fans really enjoyed it. I think it was a good interview. But at the end, we need to... I think we will spend money. I, I'm, I'm confident we will be, continue spending money. But I just need to see um, active engagement from them. As you said, um, Dan, when Emery was flopping, it took too long. Um, Maybe they just had too much faith in that guy or they just weren't involved enough. Um, enough. We don't know. But we need to... Um... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Who's richard, oh, we did... who's richard jefferson who's this? the guy the guy on the video that was uh yeah. that was talking talking nonsense oh okay is... so
0: so so what were some of these interesting things that josh said like did he say anything that you know really caught your attention and you thought as i said it was a pretty generic a lot... stuff
2: yeah a lot of the stuff he already said before in this a, in and sort of a sky special interview which was a few months ago I think some of the soundbites that the fans have liked. are uh, Obviously, what he said about European fans compared to U.S. fans, and he kind of explained how they had to like change the leadership model in order to be more aligned with what KSA and um, KSC do in general. Um, so you kind of explained that, but he didn't give like super super in information. But it was good hearing him speak about the club and you know basically confirming that he's more active and actively involved in this basically his project. Hmm. Does um. Does the fact that
0: they are kind of like s- standing up and and talking does that does that make you guys feel a little bit more comfortable with their leadership or is... I've I've
3: never I've never cared that much like about talking yeah. but I, I don't really care Like my thing is just good governance so you know as the guys have said if things are going bad address it make amends like don't let shit fester you know and anyone can fail but at least if you're going to fail fail quickly and try and address it so um what what i will say is that since tim lewis has come in they seem to be a lot more um methodical a lot more strict and stringent in how they're going about things they proper um evaluate every deal before they carry it out um but as the guys have said they're willing to spend money like we're going to have another aggressive summer i think pretty much after this summer. that is fully Arteta's squad. After that, that's it. Like anyone who's from previous Avend or an Emir regime that he doesn't want will be gone. And you know he would have had 150, 200 mil to spend again in the summer, and that would be it. Do you know what I mean? So we would have had four, five, six transfer windows to you know completely you know re-modify his squad so um so 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 we'll see man but I I have never been as harsh on, on the Cronkies as others like I think you know the bit about the investment like I said since Wenger's left their investment has been heavy continuous so and um I expect it to be continuous so you know and and you know you could argue we've dropped so far down the lead that we naturally need investment anyway and I think this is the sort of league now where everyone has money so realistically we have to keep spending anyway because weaker teams around us are, are spending you know like 50 odd you know i saw west ham bid 50 million for not darwin nunes in january do you know what i mean so people are just bidding mad mad money like left right and center so we have to not by virtue of just trying to keep up but trying to get better as well so um so we'll see man i, I i've liked what kronky said he he definitely seems actively engaged he seems like He wants the team to do well. I think, you know, just by virtue of someone who's who's younger, um, probably aligns himself more with, you know, Arteta, Edu and Vinay, probably fits in with that structure a bit more. So it looks okay, Um, but the proof will be in the pudding. So, you know, hopefully we can get top four and then we can be very, very aggressive um, in trying to build a very good Champions League squad because watching what I've seen over the last two nights, (laughs) our squad right now, it needs so, so much work to even, you know, try and compete with any of those guys so yeah
0: hmm. sure well just to round things up then um <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about brentford that game is on is that on saturday 3 p.m right yeah, saturday, saturday. saturday 3 p.m brentford at home proper revenge game for us boy because i still remember that that opening game of the season oh, like uh, like it was just yesterday it
1: was oof,
2: Why was are we tough
1: beating all these metal teams though what's going
2: on here? family it makes me oh,
1: wow. sick you know it makes me sick they're always everyone's always talking smoky about us man like if it's not Wolves fans it's villa fans, if it's not yeah, villa par- fans apparently it's... you're
0: not allowed to celebrate wins these days guys like
2: who, who would have thought there's a yeah. right way of celebrating sir <laughs> shut Jesus up man can I, can, I,
3: can I just say quickly on that what really jars me as well was like firstly sport is emotion based do you know what i mean like in any sport like any win even if it's not a mate you're gonna give like a little fist bump i don't understand why people were so keen to police emotion and celebration, bro. If we can't enjoy it, what's the point of us all being here? Like, generally, like, what's the point of us all being here if we can't enjoy it? So, tell them to shut, up, man. Listen, I hope we beat Wolves again, like in two weeks, and we ju- we do like a little parade yeah. around the stadium. I need. To yeah. tell I, need to I told
1: up, you, bro. Martinelli. is doing this to the Wolves fans. Yeah, book it. Yeah, book <laughs> it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, don't, I, I don't even think the celebrations were that mad, were they? It, was... it
3: wasn't mad at all. Like. I... <laughs> Like, the no, thing no, is, because, you know, you see people, like, Ram, Ramsdale's a passion merchant anyway. Like, he does the same thing every single game minute. Do you know what I mean? So, I don't know. Yeah, need that's nothing special to either. Wolves.
2: Ramsdale's in the, the triple fist pump in the air. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but, but, but also, you need to bear in mind, it's the manner of which we won the game. Like, one, Wolves don't concede a lot. Two, we managed to get ahead, and then we went down to 10 men. So, we defended the last 25 minutes, you know, with 10 men, like... So against a decent set because we saw three days later Wolves went to Tottenham and beat and won 2-0. So Bro. um it was a, it was a good hard fought result, man. Because what wolves have taken points off Chelsea, they have taken points off City, I think, as well this season as well. So they're a decent, they're a team. A decent team, man. And, um,
2: and, and, we, and, and I
3: think and I think we had that down as one of the games we might drop points in, didn't we? And yeah, and we, did, and we, we managed to get three points. So sure.
2: And made a good point, you know, like people people quick to police what Arsenal do. Um when City um, beat us 2 1 at the start of January. They won against us late when we had 10 men and they were ripping their shirts yeah. off, jumping yeah, they into, went the they went into the
0: crowd. Yeah, yeah, Wait, I mean, like, and that's Man City who have won literally everything except for they, Champions League. They've won
2: like 13 games yeah. in a row before that or something yeah. stupid. So,
0: yeah, you know, yeah, you can't come on, man. You can't police how people celebrate winning football games, especially if it's. fucking... You know, just just general celebrations like it's ridiculous. You need to stop bitching. And uh, Ruben, that's put me right off you, mate. Because I was I was all up for signing you before you started bitching. <laughs> not feeling it. Not feeling. It. But anyway, nah, we've breathe, got breathe. we've got Brentford. Who, listen, I mean, you look at their form heading into this game. They haven't won since they beat um Aston Villa at the beginning of Jan. Uh, Would they beat Port Val in the FA Cup? But they've you know. They've been getting smacked recently, man. I know they drew to Palace um, on the weekend, but you know they've lost to City, they lost to Wolves, they lost to Man United, they lost to Liverpool, they lost to Southampton, a few hammerings in there as well. So Brentford are, are a team in decline, um, but that didn't really fare us that well against Burnley. So <laughs> um, it's... <laughs> You know, it's 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 going to be a tough game, man, and especially after you know they dunked on us at in their in their Premier League debut at um, at Griffin Park. This is going to be a a tough game, man, and I think we're going to need to really be on form to to get the job done.
1: Mm. I need uh, I need Ben White to get it back in blood, yeah, because
0: um, <laughs> the way they cooked Tony him in
1: a spliff, man, the way they cooked him on Sky Sports as well wasn't nice. It wasn't, yeah. I need him to win stage. every aerial duel, bro. Both. Even if you don't win them, yeah, <laughs> just give him, give him cheeky elbows and that in the back. Let him know that you're there. And that, yeah. but yeah, um, it's 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 annoying these games um, that we're having to play in a row because Burnley, Wolves, Brentford, and then Wolves again. Like all four of these games is just it's like the deepest of deep deep blocks in it, really. So mm-hmm. you know, um, and a lot of uh, long balls, a lot of switches of play. Um, so you know, obviously we should be prepared. Um, I guess because they're not that dissimilar to to Wolves with their five three, five three, two and um three four, three four three type type stuff. But I think Brentford, um other than and um, I don't really rate their um their attack uh too too heavily. Um, you know, so I do feel like this is gonna be a game where we will have some chances, we'll have quite a few shots and if we're able to take our chances um we win. Uh, yeah, because looking at them, I don't I think other than the games where they're able to, you know, sort of really pam the centre backs, um some of the big games, I'm not really impressed too impressive with Brentford going forward, man. Um either Tony's a doubt actually I've just seen. Oh really calf injury man up play. Yeah so I think he's basically their whole attack plan as well to be honest. They try to hit him um, and and ask him to do something, and often, more often than not, he's not really able to. So, you know, I I do feel like this should be some a, a game that we're we're putting in the diaries as and marking it as three points personally. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'd be very disappointed if we don't win.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> do you guys see Brentford causing us any issues? I mean, I don't think I, I just I just a little bit worried about the whole deep block thing and you know the I think the Burnley game the Burnley game sits in my mind but I think it's I think it scares me because um it's an indication of what can happen if you aren't fully there at the races and I know we had a few players missing I think Partey was missing Tomiyasu missing but you should still beat Burnley with with the team that we had out there
3: I think I think that Burnley game, it came, you know, we, we looked tired, didn't it? You know, that Burnley game came at a time where we needed that break. Like, we looked tired and the composition of the midfield in that game wasn't great. Um... I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, it's not really an excuse because, like you said, we should have still beat Burnham. Who Burney, played I think Midfield that game? It was Le it was, it was Le Congres, um, ESR and Odegaard that started. Uh, yeah, so Xhaka um, and Partey both missed. So Xhaka and yeah. Partey both missed. So I think that will be, hopefully, you know, touch because they've been on banter this season, a, a big plus if they're on it. Um, I, I, obviously, I don't make too much of a habit of watching Brentford, I can't lie to you. Um, they bore me. So if, um, you know, I, I'd imagine they'd be a threat from set pieces because, because one of the things about Burnley, Burnley didn't cause us any threat in open play generally. They did. They didn't, yeah, we haven't so. conceded from pieces this season though. No, no. So, so yeah, to so, to if, if, <laughs> so if, we're, if, if we're strong if we're strong from that, um, you know, the, it's more about how we can prise open a deep block. Me personally, just because of my doubt defensively, I don't think it's going to be another high scoring game. I can't lie to you. Um, I could see like a one or a two nil, but I don't think mm. the floodgates are going to open massively for us in this game so um yeah hopefully we can just create enough openings um stretch them pull them apart enough that you know we can create four or five good chances and and convert one or two
0: yeah i mean you look at i'm just looking at the team that played brentford on the opening day now i think only four players who played in that game will actually start for us on on um on saturday i mean we had had
3: chambers Mari,
0: leno chambers Uh, mari you know two of these aren't even at the club anymore um, White played, Tierney played, Xhaka played in midfield with Laconga.
1: Balogun uh, started that game, Balagan well,
0: started, yeah. Pepe started, Marcinelli started. Um, but obviously, Marcinelli's yeah. not going to be available just from the Olympics. He came, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's very, very, it's be different, a very team. different team. Hmm. Hmm. And on, on the bench that day, we had like Nelson coming off the bench and nelson you know, not like,
3: here anymore, so yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. We had we had Living like the same of
2: course saying he's not sure about him. Boy, we were in the mud.
0: Mm. Man, listen, we we were yeah, we were we were severely
2: in the mud them times, boy. <laughs> <They were> just... <laughs> oh, okay,
1: that no game was so
2: peak first day.
3: Yeah. Sam, the, that was ratchet, but but that
2: no, pamming us, it was
3: uh, crazy. But but if you think as well and look how team's got, you know, we try to get that game called off you know and mm. you know how teams were getting stuff called off for we weren't ready to play that game in it Do you know what i mean so,
0: yeah yeah cuz we what, we had like obamyang and lacazette had COVID, covid right
3: they,
1: they were both the covid as well, i think someone else right, as, well. Was a couple well, others well. as well
0: was, was it Gabrielle was out was of
3: covid
1: Gabrielle Gab- Gabriel had an injury, had injury. Oh, Gabriel, no. uh, and katia had an injury as well so our,
3: our party was injured from so we were so, so we, we, we were, were severely mis- depleted yeah yeah, yeah. 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 But the thing is they didn't they didn't want to know they didn't want to care about that so it, it is what it is, isn't it so yeah. you know but
0: we, we 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 got it back in blood a few days ago a, a few days after that apparently you know in a pre-season friendly i think we we spanked him 4-0 so mm. hopefully yeah, needs- that's that's a sign of things to come for this <laughs> game anyway but um yeah before we wrap things up any any last things you guys want to touch on before we go or
3: just need to get uh, right now Just 16 cup finals left. I just need the three points, bro. Uh, Honestly, I'm I'm shook, man. Like you you guys are very confident.
1: I'm
3: so shook, bro. Every game, I'm just here. I'm just panicking, bro, because I need top four, bro. I'm stressing, bro. I ain't seen the I ain't seen these bright lights since 2017, bro. I'm just Mm. no 2016, bro. bro. I'm just here, man.
0: How before before we do go, let me just ask you a quick question, then. Um, so how do you think? getting Champions League football and not getting Champions League football, say just just qualifying for the Europa League, how do you guys think that impacts our transfer business? I I think,
3: irrespective, they're going to spend money because they have to because of how they've depleted the squad anyway. Lacazette and Eddie are going to leave, so they're going to spend regardless, in my opinion. However, what will impact is the quality of player we might be able to attain if we get Champions League. I think that's why it's such a big thing, do you know what I mean? So, if we get Champions League, you know, different options become available. Like, you know, obviously I'm not I'm just using it as an example, but like for example, a Frankie Dion might become available that you could pursue, you know, if you have got Champions League, whereas you know, before, you know, it'd be like a, a Tielemans, it. So but I, I I don't know, man. But yeah, what I'm saying hey, is
0: Telemans you know, put on a Blastic the other night, boy. Relax, you
3: know, yeah. you might know I'm not a
2: fan of that guy, but he, he was he was passing my He was time. hooping.
3: so yeah. yeah so yeah i i think it's just quality of player basically that that we can possibly acquire so we need it man we need it bruv I need to be able to brag again, bro. But, uh, listen, you, you play, listen, no, 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 bro, no. bro. I've been playing on, I've been playing with Arsenal on. Do you know how I dry Arsenal on FIFA, bro? Oh my oh, god, god, bro. Man, you use that seventy-five rated team, 75 Yasu, right. I said, Jesus is <laughs> Lord, bro. We stink, bro. Even now, bro, when I'm playing with Arsenal, bro, I have to put Eddie and K here in the squad, bro. Yeah. Oh over. God, oh God. You might need to yeah.
1: go. You might Is,
0: go,
3: is, is like, Eddie even seventy? Huh? Eddie's, like, 72, brother. Oh, is <laughs> it? Right. Yeah. Right,
1: right. Bro. Okay. Do You yeah, yeah. don't do think that there's a chance that we can get some of this, like, top European talent with Champions League? So, like, you see how someone like Choumeni, um or Kareem Adeyemi and all that, like, they're, they're talking about moving in summer and stuff like that. Do you think, like, with Champions League that we can enter some of these conversations? no i don't think so because i think
0: i think with someone like chuameni isn't he linked to like everyone like chelsea mm. is is being touted right and and is it is it is it chelsea or mm. and PSG? is it or like
1: or... a like a bellingham or something like
2: that like i, th- I, no, I, 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 it, I, I think but i think bellingham is probably too expensive but i think we this is why i think it will massively impact the the um, the business that we can conduct because I, I truly think that we could get some elite talent um, mm. if we get back into the Champions League because we have the willingness to spend. What used to stop us from us and um, from getting these talents at times was we didn't want to spend. We didn't want to pay the money. We didn't mm. want to pay the wages. Now we want to do it, but we just don't want to come because we're not in the Champions League. We're not. Even also,
0: Edo is, Edo is a massive bozo. He doesn't look like he could get a big transfer uh transfer done even if his life depended on it so unless there's a release clause or like nobody else wants him like no nobody else wants yeah, this I player i think that's, that's really the my come
2: there but i do i do think we could we could if we get chambers we could definitely attract some top talent um mm. definitely I, I i wouldn't think i wouldn't think we are we are not able to do that and who that is, we'll see. I think Adayemi looks like he's going Dortmund. True, I don't think I've seen him strongly, strongly linked with someone. He's, I think that...
3: he's Real Madrid, Real Madrid, and, Real Madrid and Chelsea, Real Madrid, and
2: Chelsea. I've seen Real Madrid's mm. was everyone, man.
3: So, um, but, away, but, man. but yeah, no, I, I think I agree with the overall point. The quality, of out, there. There's,
2: there's players out there, man.
3: There, there's there's mm. players out there. The thing is, obviously, we, we don't really. I mean, we know the positions we want, but obviously we don't know what players fit in that position. I think, like, you know, Neves and Tielemans are probably guys we could get if we get top six. But mm. I'm saying if we get Champions League, the quality, you know, opens up a bit more. So there might be other options. Obviously, striker's different because the pool of striker talent isn't massive. So, um, but yeah, definitely when we're looking at centre mids, man, there's, there's there's guys out there that we could acquire. So, even so, even
2: yeah. strikers, man, like... You... I mean, everyone is really hoping for this one, but we we could enter the market for some of these big boys like the the Joe Felix Felixes and that of the, the world. I, I wouldn't put a, I wouldn't put a, um, putting past us to to try pursue like a very ambitious one. And, and the way the transfer market moves, yeah, see the way you, you don't know you think someone is not available, and all of a sudden he is. Mm. That's how that's how it moves. And when you're in the Champions League and you have the money, all of a sudden you're in a much much better position. I think top six, as you said. We will probably focus on prem, prem level talent again, like we did last summer, and recruit and within the age ranges that we've been recruiting and try to do smart business. If we get Champions League, I f- I think that will that will look to blow the bag on at least one big big player.
1: Mm.
3: No, to Declan Rice, by the way. Yeah, no, not for me. Telemans was, giving, Te- well. Telemans was giving Manoran was giving around the other day, where if that's what we're talking about, so so yeah but we'll
0: see yep yep definitely all right lads let's call it a night um we're going to be back again next week we'll do a patreon after the brentford game hopefully we can have something else to celebrate another victory which will be nice who, who have our ops got this weekend anyone uh, uh see you straight spurs. after our game as well spurs. look at, look yeah. at
1: group, man yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to eat boy. I'm trying to yeah. eat
3: But do yeah. but, but, but you know What scares me though <laughs> Spurs are sort of The team that have A decent record Against City They it's do like, have yeah, A decent they record They do
0: have A decent record Against City I need City to do. I can't see it West Ham have got Newcastle so That's going to be A tough game Because Newcastle Won like three in a row And Joe West Ham oh, Joe Willick, I need
3: you Joe Willock Classic bro I need that bro <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Chelsea have got Palace. I'm, I'm sure they'll win that. They'll uh, know. who have United know. got Leeds away though? No, that's going to be like a six nil win, isn't it? Yeah, yeah,
3: Leeds are the most ridiculous team, bro. Because, but Tom always has the best game of his life against
0: yeah, Leeds. Yeah, scores scores two two out of the box moldies against Leeds every every time. Every time. Uh and yeah, uh and wolves have got Leicester. So I mean I don't know if we're considering wolves as genuine uh, a genuine threat. I'm I'm certainly not but yeah anyway guys
1: I think wolves I think wolves if they win and Spurs lose they can go above Spurs you know um actually yeah, so maybe. that's techie Take for them. <laughs> 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 well
0: anyway, all right, lads, take it easy. Have a good one. You right. man, take it easy. Peace out, man. Thanks.
2: To two two, and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil, Lacazette, Ozil.